Well, 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 good morning, everybody. I hope everybody has a beautiful morning. It's early morning out here on the West Coast. It's another morning to meditate on God's Word. And uh, I will say that uh, if you're going through physical pain, why... I empathize with you. I <laughs> had a little uh, wisdom, not a wisdom tooth, but a, a root canal that went bad on me. And so I spent uh, last week down a little bit. Um, and it's a, what really amazed me is how something so small as a tip of a root in the tooth being infected how much that that could impact um, impact my life um, with the with the infection that set in and and the pain that was going on and so I say this to those that are going through uh, much much deeper pain I empathize with you because that was just a small thing compared to what others uh, are going through right now and I so appreciate those that are going through that burden of pain, if you will, may the Lord help you and grant you. Maybe those pray too for you as well. Anyway, and then the those that are going through not so much physical pain, but emotional pain as well. Um, the Lord brings these through these trials, uh, whether they're small or brief like that I just had, or if something is longer, the Lord knows. I don't know. I don't know everything, but I do know the Lord knows. <laughs> And so, um, and so here we go. We're, we're continuing on in the book of Ezra. I hope you have your coffee and I hope you have your Bible in front of you. If not, you can put the podcast on pause. If you're seeing this over on, uh, Amazon or Spotify or trying to get it up on Google podcasts and iTunes or on YouTube, Facebook, just trying to bring forth a little bit of the word of God out uh, specifically Ezra and Nehemiah, so enjoy those because they are definitely for this day that we're in today. And uh, so with that, I'm going to read, we're taking up the second half of uh, Ezra now, and for those that have just joined us, why there are, uh, we have taken up the fact that there has been uh, the various Jews, the two tribes out of Babylon that have come out of uh, Babylon, some um, in the first part of the book, uh, roughly 42,000 or so. And they came across the desert and they came to do build God's center again in Jerusalem. And um, we found out too, as we went along, we found out that there were those that couldn't, if we look at chapter two, we could, we find that there were those that couldn't find their names in the registries of the priests. And we noted how important that is to f make sure there are <laughs> our name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and uh, it's important to make sure we are sealed, s saved and sealed, so that uh, Christ knows us, who we are, and, and he's got work for us, too. And then we find the first revival happening in chapter 3, and we find that um, the... Uh, <clears throat> the, the, the enemy enemy comes up. Immediately as they start to do some things, they set the altar on its bases, right? And they start to do these things. Why? 
the enemy comes out in chapter 4 and says, we worship as you worship. And of course, we know that that is a false thing. Let us build with you chapter 4, verse 2. And then it says in chapter chapter 4, verse 4, then they weakened the hands of the people of Judah, hired counselors against them. So the enemy of God always comes in when there is a God's work going on. The enemy of God knows that there is something to do and something to frustrate, okay? And so we have um, the uh, letter written to Ahasuerus in chapter 4, and there's a little bit of a, a... a parenthesis there, if you will, where work has ceased. And the work has ceased, if you jump to the end of chapter 4, the work has ceased for roughly about 14 years. Isn't that something? That the people of God want to go on for the Lord. And by going on for the Lord, they find the enemy frustrates them to the fact that they are disheartened, and they they give up the work of God. And so it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing. Well, this launches us right into the fifth chapter, first verse, you know, and there's much here to meditate on. The fifth verse, or fifth chapter, first verse, it says, then the prophets Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Idu, prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. Verse 2. Then rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Josadak, and began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, and with them were the prophets of God helping them. You know, this, these two verses, the first two, chapter, two, first two verses of chapter 5 are so rich because there's two guys that come out of the scene, uh, the God brings them to these people after 14, 15 years, and basically says, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'd like to jump over to, you know, maybe we've never cracked open the book of Haggai or the uh, the <laughs> or the book of uh, Zerubbabel or um, Zechariah, that is. But, you know, <clears throat> there's a famous statement here in Haggai. If you, and I'll let you turn to it if you want. Haggai is going to be one of the last books in the Old Testament, one of the last prophets in the Old Testament. And so here we go in Haggai. Haggai and and Zechariah are coming to these ones that are so desired to, to do the work of the Lord some 14, 15 years before. But, but while they were in in depressed and saying, okay, King, we won't, we won't, we won't worship. We won't do anything like that. Then we see chapter one of Haggai. Okay. And this is beautiful. Then it says in verse Haggai chapter one, verse three, then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet saying, is it time for you? O ye to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie waste. Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not drunk. Uh, ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth, earneth wages, earneth wages to put in the bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And um, into verse 9. 
because of mine house that is in waste, <laughs> and ye run every man unto his own house. Own house. Well, I tell you something interesting. This is a very, very remarkable piece for the today. We here in North America have built our own houses. We've gotten taken up with our own sealed houses. <laughs> you know, having the finest things, always looking for the finest things. And in look in verse four, he says, "And this house lie waste. God's house lies in waste." And you know, it's today we find the church of God is in waste, and oftentimes we're taken up with our own houses. And and so Haggai admonishes them in verse 5, consider your ways or give attention to your ways. It is so precious to see that when we are so let go of our own stuff to some degree, to the point of saying, what, Lord, is there to do? And right now, as we all know, right now in 2023, <clears throat> we've been seeing a slippery slope going on here for some time, and it is high time to recognize the fact that, you know, the Lord has something to do for each one of us, well, each one of us. Myself, you know, this little this little ministry, little podcasting thing, you know, I've prayed about it for a long time, and I, I just lift it up before the Lord just to give the Word of God out. But everybody has their own job. Everybody has their own job. And I'm amazed to hear of others that have their own job for the Lord. And you know what it takes? Sometimes I'm not clipping the rose bushes in the front yard. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not, I'm not just getting a few, a few more things. I'm, I'm not spending those extra hours because maybe, maybe we're just going to do a little work for the Lord. Maybe I'm going to spend a little time in meditation and prayer. It takes time. And these people had got taken up with their own houses. And Haggai comes and admonishes them in such a way here. So this is Haggai. And then if we turn over to the next, turn over to the next chapter, or I'm sorry, the next book here, Zerubbabel, or it's going to be uh, Zechariah, rather, Zechariah. And Zechariah is a little bit more, um, he, he, he's got a lot of, uh, a lot more um, visions and things going on here for us here, but we have um, we have in in chapter two, Zechariah chapter two. I lift up mine eyes and again and looked and behold a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, Whither goest thou? And he said unto me to measure Jerusalem to see what's the breadth thereof and what's the length thereof. And behold, the angel that walked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet me. And he said unto them, speak, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her as a wall of fire round about her, and that and will be the glory in the midst of her. Isn't that something? And then verse 8, look at verse 8. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory hath sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. Here's what I want to, here's a, if you want an encouraging word for today, end of verse 8. This is Zechariah 2, end of verse 8. For he toucheth you, toucheth the apple of his eye. So this is Zechariah, and he's the other one that comes prophesying to these ones there in Jerusalem. And here he's talking about the man with the measuring line. And God is looking for, in that day, he's looking for that earthly presence, if you will, in the earthly center. And these people had given it all up. 
they had given it all up and these two men come encouraging them. So let's jump back before we, before we end up closing, we try to make these little podcasts a little brief and such, but let's, let's jump back to our portion here in Ezra two, or I'm sorry, Ezra five, verse two, then rose up. So those are the words that we read in verse one. Those are some words that Haggai and Zechariah had read, had ministered unto the people at that time. But it says the action, the reaction is, then rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God helping them. Now, this is beautiful. Now, the heart of the people are stirred up. The heart of the leaders are stirred up. And they are wanting to now get back to that building that's going on. And I so love that statement there at the end of verse 2 there. It says, and the prophets and with them were the prophets of God helping them. It's not saying how the prophets of God were helping them. Was it, was it physically building the, building the, the foundation and, and the walls of the temple? I don't know. Or was it ministering unto the people, encouraging the people? I don't know. But it says that they helped them. Isn't that beautiful? So not only the ones that minister the Word of God were there to help them at that time. And so it's, uh, it's so beautiful to see that Zerubbabel, the son of Sheol, and Joshua, Zerubbabel and Joshua rise up. They rise up at the word of the Lord to that admonish them. Haggai had admonished them, and it just stirred their hearts. And that is so precious to see, is that when there is a lackadaisical attitude that's going on, and the word of God comes up and stirs up the heart, now there's action that's going on, and so we're going to pick that up again next time. There's, a, I'm hoping there's going to be a next time. You know, the Lord's so clear, so near and coming. You know, and I want to, I want to take that up next time because this is going to be interesting. Interesting because as I have on the screen here, you know, we have God's got His purpose, man's got His thoughts on things, the enemy is working behind the scenes. And God is also going to be sent, sent these two men, these two prophets, to come and encourage them. But he admonished them. I guess the question for today is, where do we find admonishment for ourselves? We open the scriptures up and read, read some of Paul's writings. Read Peter's writings. Read uh, little Jude, or, or even John, for that matter. And we'll find admonishment for our, our lives that if, if we let the Holy Spirit convict us, you know, and say, Lord, what is it? What is it? Where do I need to be doing? And, and, and here's my heart. And so such a beautiful thing to see the revival. And the other interesting thing is we took up, um, we took up uh, in chapter 3, that's the first revival, right? The building of the, they were setting the altar on the bases and things like that and starting the, uh, some of the sacrifices and things like that. This is now revival number 2. And what a beautiful thing it is to see a revival come along. And so we continue on in this late day. It's, it is, is it a day of, of small things. And so may we uh, continue to look to serve, to find a way to serve the Lord. But more importantly, before we serve the Lord is to ask, Lord, am I, am I serving? And I still love my brother, Mike. Mike, if you're watching, this is, I'm going to grab this statement from you. He says, he says, are you building your own kingdom or are you building his kingdom? 
And these people were building their own kingdom for 14, 15 years. Haggai is telling them that you're building your own sealed houses. You got your own properties going on. You're, you're putting up your own kingdoms. And meanwhile, he's coming to him and saying, and Jehovah's coming to them through the prophets and saying, what about my house? What about my house? And so it's so important to see this, uh, listen to the Lord's heart. And he's like, what about my house? And so when he, when he says, he says, um, where two or three are gathered unto my name, there am I in the midst. He still wants to be with us collectively. He wants to be with us quietly in the morning as well, in the evening. But just, I was thinking about Abraham. Abraham had his altar and he had his tent going on. But it's just so beautiful, is where does the Lord want me? And so with that, I'm going to sign off. You can uh, always um, catch the uh, podcasts out on uh, on the various podcast platforms, Common Thoughts of Christ. You can always email me directly, mark at commonthoughtsofchrist.com. And, you know, the verse I have on the screen for those that are watching the video format that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And so that's the that's our little series as we jump into the second half of Ezra. And I look forward to seeing you next time, if the Lord will, as we continue to take up this little revival that is launching in for these dear little company of people as they seek to serve the Lord in their day.